with the latest Trots news. Welcome to Gatespeed. Yes, time for Gatespeed on this Monday afternoon. Dan Malecki's about to join us. He's calling the action at Maribor today. There's a nice program for the Trotters on for the Vic Bread Super Series, and we will be looking back on Saturday night's Cranbourne Cup as well, and Dan Malecki's on the line. Hello to you, Dan. Yeah, hi, Matt. Uh, good afternoon to you and uh, and Sean and to, to all of our, our listeners. It is a good day today. There are heats of the Vic Bread Super Series. They're all trotting heats for the two-year-olds and the three-year-olds. So it's going to be an excellent card. All ten races uh, have Vic Bread in their name. So uh, they're lucrative prizes with uh, bigger goals ahead in the next uh, week and a half. Now, I noticed in the uh, the first in around about ten minutes' time, got a nice shorty. The locomotive is a dollar twenty-eight on fixed. 4.60 about what's up party time, and the rest are like 20 to 1 or better. The locomotive is a very good horse. He's a, a son of the champion La Cucaracha, who's also been a great producer. Uh, so the locomotive is the horse to beat, but he'd probably get crossed at the start here. So I, I don't know about that really short price. What's up party time wasn't far off him last start, and the horse that's the... Um, that could throw the spanner in the works as up-down lad because he is a very quick beginner. So there's every chance the favourite will get crossed early. Uh, and Northolt, the horse that won on debut at Kilmore, looks to have a lot of ability as well, trained by Craig Demler and now to be driven by Greg Sugars. So it's not a bad race to start off with. And the locomotive is, I think, uh, clearly the best horse in the race. But don't expect that he'll just get an easy lead. He might have to earn it. Uh, while we're talking about uh, the, the action today at Maribor for this Vic Bread Super Series heat stand up, Race four on the program is probably one of the other uh, highlights. Sees a, a great matchup between Cravash Door and Plymouth Chubb, who are the short price favourites in that race, and you're looking at longer odds for the rest. But yeah, those two going head to head on race four on the program would certainly be one of the headlines. Oh, no doubt. And they clashed at Bendigo last start, and, and Cravash Door sat outside of Plymouth Chubb and got the better of him. It was a terrific race and we're probably ex- expecting a similar scenario today. The difference being it's over a slightly longer trip. Last time they met over the mile, today's over the 2,190 metres. But they are, these are heats and these horses will progress to the uh, finals. The Trotters will go straight into finals and they are on New Year's Eve, of course, all Group 1 races. So uh, that, that's why they're split up into a number of heats today and that's one of the strong ones. Uh, it does look a certain Cronella, doesn't it? Mm. Tell you what, I've, I just love the fact that, and I love the square gators, so we get 10 races there, and they're all two- and three-year-olds. The future is secure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. And Maryborough is the number one mm. track for trotting, hence their Redwood Day and the, the Trotters Derby is run here as well. Uh, you'll find a lot of the educational races, the early two-year-old trotting races, and they maintain that as well, but they're always here at, at Maryborough. Uh, and you're right, it's, uh, you don't often come across uh, an all-trotting uh, day. There's probably a handful now, but today uh, is one. Every race is for square gators. And I notice an old legend there, they used to call him the Grand Master in Queensland. Ray Cross has got two going around. He's yeah, a legend. Good, mate. He keeps popping up with a winner or two as well, does uh, Ray, and he's an inspiration to many. Yeah, I'd, I'd... I did check the speed on Ray. I've known him since a long time in Queensland as to how old he is these days. We won't have to check his teeth, but uh, he's uh, he's got to be he's got to be about eighty, wouldn't he? I think he's been seventy six the last four years, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's might have pulled a rot. Hey, uh, Cranbourne, great night on Saturday night. Yeah, it was. Look, the racing was terrific, and the, the cup itself was run at at Group One level. It was a, a, a false start initially, and it was a bit of a shame that the race didn't get shown 
uh, on, um, on, on Sky One. But, of course, with uh, the Phoenix uh, hot on the heels of it, uh, I mean, I can understand why, but it was disappointing not to have the Group 1 race on the Red Channel. However, most would have been watching Trot's Vision or listening to RSN, so that wouldn't have impeded the, the majority. Uh, it was a terrific night at Group 1 level. The race uh, prize money, I think we mentioned the other day, lifted to 100000 That's going to change in the new year. Group 1 races will be of 150 k for the Pacers and $75,000 for the Trotters. So, And they're going to change the cataloguing of some of the races, Harness Racing Australia as well. And, and I commend that because there's no disgrace in some races only being Group 2 or Group 3 just because of uh, the, the prize money allocated to those races. And I think the industry might be surprised at some of those races that uh, will no longer carry either Group 1 status, uh, but still going to have some black-type races, particularly uh, the sales series races uh, and the races that are paid up for. So that will be interesting to come, but I think there's a lot of positives there. Anyway, it was a Group 1, not just for the Pacing Cup, which was won by Major Meister, but also for the Trotters. But it was a really good night of racing, as you would well have expected. Well, let's hear Major Meister win the Pacing Cup back as Major Meister's about to go to the front. He goes to the lead from the stalemate. Firefox taking the trail four metres away second. Four metres he's ideal. Three back the pegs. Two metres bulletproof boy in the death. Four back the inside is Jillaby Sylvester. Now coming out three deep. Mark them with a run moving up to the death as they slow up. Rock and Roll do's a clear last. Two links off Bundoran who's second last. The running line AG's White Sox around the outside of on the pegs is like a wildfire. Rick Riley is behind that. Bundoran and Rock and Roll do at least 35 metres off the lead is last. They run to the back then, 1,600 metres to go, and Major Meister in front by four metres to Firefox in second place. Dark blue jacket, red epaulets and armbands, and two metres away in the death seat is Mark Den in the dark blue, white and yellow colours. He's ideal, three back the pegs. Now rock and roll doing the blue and red from last is taking off out 3D. Bulletproof boy in Cerise sleeves, 1-1. One, one. Jillaby Sylvester in mainly red colours is four back on the inside. Like a wildfire is five back on the pegs. Then Torrid Saint one off, further back in the black jacket, AG's white socks, one off the marker line, Rick Riley is down on the inside in the white, and Bundoran is last in the running line as they get to the 1,200 metres, a pretty quick lead time, 19.1, first quarter 29.5, they've got 1,100 metres to go in the Decron Cranbourne Cup at Group 1 level, and Major Meister leads the way by 4 metres to Firefox behind second, the Do's now in the death, rock and roll do, 3 metres, he's ideal, fourth, 3 back the pegs, a neck mark Dan, who's one out and one back, they were followed in sixth place. Three back the pegs, four back the pegs, Jillaby Sylvester. A neck bulletproof boy, three back the outer. Three metres like a wildfire. Who's on the pegs? Five back, six back the inside is Rick Riley. Torrid Saint, four back the outer. Five back the outer AG's White Sox and six back the running line Bundor and 25 off the lead. Second quarter uphill backed off to 31.6 and Cameron Hart guides Major Meister down the back. Leads by three metres to Rock and Roll Do. A metre and a half Firefox is in third position. Rock and Roll Do just runs out there. Mark Dan goes for the run one off. They were followed. He's ideal. Bulletproof boy behind those. The local and then came Jillaby Sylvester. Torrid Saint behind those. They went 26.9 for the third quarter. Major Meister is in front by three metres to rock and roll do. Stanley nursing him around the last turn. Surely he'll launch up the straight though. Here now is he's ideal running on with the challenge and Mark Dan on the pegs. Now rock and roll do goes after Major Meister who's still four metres in front. Mark Dan on the inside behind those Jillaby Sylvester but Major Meister in front, and the Sydney boys have done it again. Cameron Hart and Jason Grimson, Major Meister bolted in by eight metres, Mark Dan. A half-head rock and roll do. I tell you what, Dan, it was a strong win. Rock and roll do. What do you think happened there? 
Oh, look, I thought his run was terrific, guys. I, I thought he was vulnerable and most uh, likely to be improving with that run. It made sense. Cranbourne's one of those tracks that um, it, it seems like it's a big enough track, but it's not always the easiest to come with one run around that final bend. I think it suits the tougher horses and the horses up on pace. Uh, so Rock and Roll Do was excellent. And I, and I don't think he was at a stage uh, in his preparation where he could be allowed to be exposed too early in that race. Mm. Uh, and he ran terrific, and he will improve a couple of lengths off that. He's got a decent campaign coming up through the course of the summer, which will lead up to the, the Hunter Cup, and that's their primary goal, and rightly so. Um, that was the race where I thought he'd probably be beaten, uh, but he'll come off the back of that, and don't lose uh, faith in him. He can improve rapidly. Yeah, Mick Stanley last week said that he had the residual fitness and he was going into that race in good shape, but there's no doubt about it, Dan. He's going to take great improvement from that, and um, I think the performance certainly stamps him as one of the major players heading towards the Hunter Cup next year. Um, just in terms of Major Meister and, and, and the combination with Jason Grimson and Cameron Hart once again, they're pretty confident that, that once he gets back to Manangle, he's going to be a, a pretty solid horse again. I would think so. He's got gate speed, which has been obvious, and he can sustain it as well. He won a short distance race at Ballarat. He just kept rolling along and and similarly at, at Cranbourne over the much longer trip. So he's got speed and he's also got toughness and they're ideal attributes for Menangle. Uh, and the way he's shaping up now that he's a Group 1 winner, um, the Miracle Mile or any big race is going to be on the agenda for him. And uh, gate speed as well with Dan Malecki, who's calling the action at Maribara today. Have we got the audio of the Group 1 uh, Cranbourne Trotters Cup mm. as well? We do. Let's have a listen to the result of uh, the Trotters Cup on Saturday night. Only. Hopeful Beauty by three metres to Majestuoso. 28.3 third quarter. Three metres Sleepy the Pegs third. Three metres Nephew of Sunoco fourth 1-1. One, one. Sundots Courage three back the Pegs. Rules don't apply. Black in the field broke. Hopeful Beauty the inside. Majestuoso cruises up the outside though now. Majestuoso after Hopeful Beauty. Majestuoso. He gets two metres in front. He gets three metres in front. Hopeful Beauty trying to kick back but it's Majestuoso who's clear and he goes one better from the Inter-Dominion line. Last week, Majestuoso wins the Group 1. A metre and a half, Hopeful Beauty second. Powder kick, flashing into third. So Majestuoso for Kate Nandy Gath taking out the Cranbourne Trotters Cup on Saturday night. And it's the fifth time that uh, Kate and Andy have combined to win that race. And uh, Dan, uh, it's, it's a race they've had a great affinity with. Yeah, they have indeed. And particularly with the Trotters. Um, the, uh, the the combination of uh, trainer, driver and owner have won so many races with so many good trotters over the last few years. And it was a big night for the stable because Andy trained three. But Majestuoso on the back of uh, a terrific runner, a, f- a wonderful second in the, the trotters grand final at Melton the week before. He just got picked up late by Just Believe on the back of a, a win at uh, at Geelong, which was much needed because... He he seemed to have lost his mojo. I'd been saying for a while, and, and it's amazing the confidence of a win for a horse. And in the last round of heats, I thought his best run through the series was clearly the grand final, and his performance the other night. Uh, he he remembered that, yeah, I'm a pretty good horse, and he showed it. And he beat a very good horse, an informed mare called Hopeful Beauty. So uh, he's at the, at the top of his game. He'll go through this preparation with some big uh, targets, uh, a lot of uh, good racing ahead in the trotting ranks over the course of the summer, as, of course, there is in the pace. Andy and Kate had a good night. They got the the treble up. They're not frightened to have a square gator in the stable, are they? No, they've uh, done it so well. Andy, with a lot of the horses, has has got them from uh, uh, New Zealand over the years and plucked them out. 
uh, and had tremendous uh, success with them. Uh, Majestuoso, uh, on the other hand, um, he uh, he started off his first couple of runs with with Ricky Alton actually, who who uh, had the horse that runs second in the first trains. What's up, party time? Who ran so well in the first race here, of which it is all clear, by the way, guys. Race one, Maryborough, all clear. One six eight four, all clear. Um, so Majestuoso had a couple of starts uh, up north, then. Uh, uh, came down here for a race and then stayed with uh, Andy and Cadle. I think uh, Andy might have uh, purchased the horse from that point on uh, and it took a little while for him to really iron out a few uh, chinks in his armour. He wanted to get races over and done with really quickly. He was a real ball of muscle, not a really big horse, but he wanted to get things over and done fast. Uh, at one stage there, it didn't look like he was going to stay because he was just too fierce, but he turned into a fantastic stayer as his performance in the Inter-Dominion Grand Final shows. He very quickly became, uh, if not the best trotter going around, certainly in the top three trotters for the last few years, and it's good to see him back with another Group 1 win. Now, Dan, a couple of shortings here today. Courage strides nice and short in the third. Yeah, look, a smart horse too, and he gets a good gait. Uh, he's got a bit on his opposition. He's got gait speed, everything in his favour to be able to dictate that race and, and be able to win. And, and I say he's a good horse. He's a very consistent horse. He, he's had um, 25 starts, 21 times in the top three, and, and often chasing home some of the... There's been a couple that have sort of had his measure, and Cravastor and Plymouth Chubb are two of those. So when you consider his record, and a lot of the times he's been running into them uh, and finishing just behind them, it shows that he's, he's a bit above average, and he should have that race at his mercy today, as the price suggests. Well, you mentioned Cravastor as well. It's nice and short, too, in the fourth. Yeah, look, he's getting... One attribute Cravastor has got is strength. He's got a bit of speed, but he's far stronger than he is speedy, and he just grinds away as he did last start to sit outside Plymouth Chubb. Uh, the start uh, prior to that was uh, in the, the Breeders' Crown final, and he was terrific with Harry Stamper running uh, him down on that occasion. Courage Stride actually finished third in that race, but he's a good horse, Cravastor, and he's another one of the uh, Anton Galino Yabby Dam Farms-owned trotters, beautifully bred horse by Orlando Vici. Uh, he's won 10 out of 19. He keeps getting better, keeps getting stronger, and he's a horse I absolutely expect once he turns four. Uh, he'll be amongst the better trotters. I think he probably is now, Cravastor, and he's put his hand up, uh, perhaps as the number one seed going in to the three-year-old uh, Vic Breads. So, Dan, after today, how much more Vic Bread action is there before the semifinals night? So we've got uh, there's two programs at Melton later this week, one on Thursday and one on Friday. Yeah, that's right. There are with the trotters, they don't have the semis. They're heats that will go into a, a final. So on Thursday, there are heats for the four-year-old trotters. So that makes a really good card. It's a big card. There's twelve at Melton Thursday, eleven fifty-two. The first, the last four races on the program are. are uh, Vic Bread Super Series Heats and also race number three is Friday night at Melton they're semi-finals for the Pacers so the whole card is made up of semis for the two-year-olds and uh, the three-year-old Pacers so that will be very entertaining as well and the grand finals are on New Year's Eve 12 races guys 12 group ones it's, it's an extraordinary night and that's New Year's Eve it's Vic Bread night it's obviously a big night when there's 12 group ones uh, so a lot of focus will be put there and it, it's pretty much the industry night there's barely a horse 
uh, in Victoria uh, that at least if they were born here or paid up for, they were not eligible for the Vic Bread, Vic Bread series. So it's a night I really look forward to. Hey, Dan, lightly raced filly going around uh, in the night today. Emma Stewart's got tradie lady. She won well first up at Bendigo, I think it was, and then uh, ran second the other day. It's got a bit of upside. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Anything that's in the uh, Emma Stewart stable, I mean, you or I, we could be there for a week, and I reckon we'd be 20s into 10s, wouldn't we? Oh, uh, 20s <laughs> to 16s, mate. <laughs> 20s into 10s and then back out to 16s yeah. once, once oh, they saw us parade. The big fellow's um, blowing. <laughs> she got pretty close, a tradie lady got pretty close to rocking with Attitude, who I think's the benchmark uh, with Susan, here's her name, in the two-year-old trotting fillies ranks, and that was only her second start, tradie lady, so... Uh, she's already showed very quickly she's right up there. So um, she can uh, she can test the favourite today, no doubt. Particularly with the uh, the turnaround and the barrier uh, the barrier draws uh, with a rocking with attitude drawn six. But rocking with attitude's a very quick beginner. I think the six is the one to beat. But I'm sure there's not a lot of difference between rocking with attitude and uh, and tradie lady. And it's good to see Emma Stewart trains um, a, a handful of trotters. She don't really like the trotters, but Clayton, her partner, does. So a lot of the work with the trotters he does, he picks them out. And I know there's some objectives there to win more trotting feature races. And at the moment, they've got a couple of really nice two-year-old trotting fillies in Tradie Lady and Susan is her name. Uh, Dan, looking forward to watching the program this afternoon. And uh, we'll catch up on Thursday for Greenlight On to preview Friday night at Melton. Enjoy the, enjoy the day. And just for those looking ahead, it's a harness-free weekend this weekend in Victoria. Mm. So Christmas Eve, no harness, and, and obviously Sunday, no harness. Although they don't tell anyone, they might know it's available and someone will put a, put a meeting on like they've done Good Friday. But the anyway, only, that's something to yeah. look forward to. The yeah. only one hobbled up will be Rudolph and the gang put on the sleigh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and good luck to them too. So they should get the spotlight always. <laughs> you can enjoy right. a break. Good on you, Dan. Catch up Thursday. Thanks, guys. Good on you. Cheers. Cheers. Dan Malecki there.